Good morning, everybody. Good to have you along with us. Uh, how many subscriptions uh, for streaming uh, services do you have? I have too many. I just added another one yesterday uh, because of uh, sports. Uh, it's my one of my pet peeves. Uh, but here we are. Uh, so I have Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Fubo TV. That's for soccer. Also of cable. Just got zone yesterday again because of soccer. I am sharing that one with a friend. I'm not even going to hide it. <laughs> I don't have uh, Disney Plus or Apple TV, uh, but Fubo and zone are uh, because of uh, soccer. I split subscriptions for both of those, actually. Um, but uh, well, I was got me thinking, and there were some stories recently about how streaming services have gone up in price. At one point when people looked at these services, it was about cutting the cord, saving some cash. Now, I don't know uh, if you're saving some cash. People might want to plug that cord back in if they could, but maybe uh, the horse is out of the barn here. Uh, let's talk about this. Uh, Carmi Levy is a London-based tech analyst. Joins us now. Carmi, I appreciate the time today. Great to be here, Devin. Thanks for having me. Feels like any benefit there may have once been to cutting the cord and going with a streaming service might now be gone. Well, I find it incredibly ironic. I mean, I remember in the early days of streaming, it was, you know, we're cutting the cable, cutting the cord. Everyone's going to save huge amounts of money. We're all going to get even better content, and it's going to cost us less or, in some cases, nothing. Uh, and that was, you know, the ideal. And for a while, Netflix was the only game in town. It was relatively cheap. If if you dropped your cable, your satellite subscription, and you just got a Netflix subscription, sure, you were saving a lot of money, and you were probably the talk of all your friends. And then a funny thing happens. Netflix started gradually cranking. It's almost like a frog in hot water. They started cranking up their price, uh, increasing it significantly bit by bit uh, over a course of years, much higher than the rate of inflation. So the point that what was once you know, $8 to start with was now pushing 20 uh, and and beyond. And then you could still add even more premium layers. They added tiers to their services. There was more competition. Suddenly, you weren't just subscribing to Netflix. You were subscribing to other services, too. And then by the time you looked at, you, at your bill at the end of the month, you're like, wait a second, I'm not saving any money. It's actually costing me more. And if I want, I, I can significantly go even above what I was spending before. So a lot of people just have essentially sort of realized that that idea that we would cut the cord and save a huge amount of money was really a fallacy that content is not free that at some point someone's got to pay for it and we're learning and you know as we approach late 2023 that that someone is us uh, we're not getting it for free we never were uh, and that's abundantly clear right now are the higher prices here to stay do you think I think they are. And I think part of it is the reasons that like, if you look at, at what we're getting, we are getting really great value for the money, and it costs money to produce that. Uh, if you look at a, a series like, I don't know, Game of Thrones or uh, you know, Succession, these are series that have near movie quality production values. So you, you know, essentially, you're talking about tens of millions of dollars for, uh, for a movie. You're talking about hundreds of million dollars for, millions of dollars for an entire series. And so you look at that money and you're like, okay, great. It gives me something that it's phenomenal. It can, I can put it up against the best of a movie. So I, get, I can put it next to Oppenheimer or Barbie and say, that is as good as was, what, what I would get in a Silver City cinema. Um, which is amazing. However, that's going to come out in the price that you pay. You know, they're not giving this stuff away for free. And if you want free, you're going to get the lower production 
values uh, that come with uh, you know, inexpensive production. And so we sort of we can't have it both ways. We can have great movies, great TV shows, great series, uh, but not pay for it. Uh, and and if if you if you don't, you know, then you know find something else to watch. But the reality is, we've become accustomed to cheap and free. But that's not the way the industry works, and that's not the way the industry is funded. How does this go, uh, do you think? Because there's a lot of streaming services out there, and I can't imagine they're all going to last just because no one could possibly subscribe to everything. It doesn't make sense. That is often the case that, you know, when a new market is first evolving, you know, first there's, you know, one dominant player. In this case, it was Netflix. And then uh, everyone else sort of looked to Netflix and said, hey, they're onto something. Uh, they've clearly struck a chord. We are going to get into it. And so now, of course, we have all these other competing services that, uh, that you know, are, are you know, sort of going after their slice of the overall pie. And for a while, that pie, that streaming pie was growing. Um, but now, of course, a number of things have happened, right? You know, today, the that Bank of Canada is going to announce its interest rate decision. Uh, interest rates have skyrocketed. Inflation has skyrocketed. The pandemic has thrown the economy into a tailspin. So we're all kind of looking at our monthly budgets going, hmm, you know, yeah, we have a lot of choice, but something's got to give at some point. And this is really not so much a necessity as it is a luxury. Um, so, you know, what, what ends up happening is all those uh, operators that ran, you know, dove into the market – they are now they're going to thin out uh, and not all will survive. Some will merge, some will just disappear. Uh, there's only so much to go around. And that pie uh, that we, you and I and all of our listeners are paying into isn't growing anymore. And in fact, there's evidence to suggest that it's shrinking as we all start to look at our monthly budget. So uh, there will be uh, you know, carcasses at the side of the highway. There will be streaming services that disappear from the landscape as things mature and as kind of those those very high growth rates that we saw early in the market's existence start to flatten out. And it's hard, there's evidence that that's already happening now. I wonder how people are going to start to view the streaming services, Netflix in particular. We have this strike on right now, actors, uh, writers, and Netflix in some ways is viewed as the villain in terms of how, these, how this has all moved around and just how the PR might affect them. I know it's Netflix, but uh, no one's infallible. Yeah, Netflix is kind of like the 800-pound gorilla because they're the one, they're almost like the Kleenex of the streaming industry. There are other players, but we all associate Netflix as sort of the dominant one. So they're, you know, in in many cases, they kind of have to carry the torch for the entire system that's pushing uh, actors to get less, that's pushing for artificial intelligence, pushing to put caps on production dollars, production budgets. Uh, and, And of course, the very future of not only the entertainment industry, but quite frankly, employment uh, hangs in the balance because artificial intelligence is kind of at the center of this. And Netflix, like all other studios and producers, has been pushing for more technology, perhaps at the expense of those who act in their productions and those who write for those productions. So, you know, there's there's this push and pull. And what was once a very bright brand, we all love Netflix because it brought us something so cool. 
well, now that it's been around for a few years, it's not quite as brightly perceived by the rest of us. And I think there is potential for brand damage there. Netflix has already taken some hits. Uh, and I think a lot of us are, are kind of thinking, well, maybe we should reevaluate our relationship with them. We, we thought Netflix and streaming were one thing. Well, we've been, it's been around for a few years. The company's been around for a few years. Now we're learning maybe not so much. Maybe we should start looking for the next bright, new, shiny object. Interesting. We'll follow with interest. Uh, Carmi, appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Great being here, Devin. Thank you. That's Carmi Levy, a London-based tech analyst.